This is Agents Influence Podcast. I do want to do it a little differently this time around. I've come into companies before and just been very spontaneous almost, right? And not that there wasn't intentionality or thought behind it, but it wasn't roadmapped as well as I think it should have been. And, you know, now having been through the experiences that I've been through in my professional career, I have more experience to step back and really start to think about the holistic strategy for how I want to implement some of my ideas. And that is a powerful thing. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another Agents Influence Podcast. Conversations with who? Cast Dog right here. And today I have a special one because I always do. But what I really try to do is I've always got my ear to the ground. I've always got my antenna up looking around and seeing what's going on on the landscape. Because really, um, as insurance agency owners, we're so busy sometimes just trying to just help our clients fix our technology stack. And that that right there will take all your time. Sometimes we get away from understanding what's going on out there in the real world. And sometimes we wonder about certain people that we know are high achievers, high flyers, and what they're doing. And that's why I am here in your ear at Agents Influence, where I'm bringing you Sydney Rowe. Welcome to the podcast, Sydney. What's up, dude? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Sydney, I didn't look. How... How many have you been on? How, how many podcasts have we done? One, three, fifty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, too many I think to maybe count. One or two. I think we've done more than yeah. one, though. Yeah, something like that. I think one. I want to say two or three at this point. Yeah, and then and then I think maybe I, you interviewed me once. That's probably why I'm all confused. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. We did a joint one where we were interviewing each other. That's right. A joint yep. one meaning together, not that we were smoking a joint. That's not what we were talking about. Sydney and I have yet to do that. But Sydney, that's probably something we need to do. I'm sorry. I'm not. Oh, she's telling me she doesn't smoke. Okay, never mind. Sorry about this. Sydney. So yeah. So anyways, um, hey, Sydney, dude, uh, thank you for joining us. And I want this to be actually a special episode because I do want this to be, normally it's about the podcast and the guest and everything, but I want it to be about you, the you and your journey and I'm so excited and I think everybody in this industry is as where you're going, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what's your next thought? I think mm-hmm. um, everybody knows you for, um, everybody got to see skills that they didn't necessarily realize that you had over the last two, three years. How long have you been with Beatomic? Yeah, almost three years. Almost three years, right? Yeah. We all we always knew the marketing, the the editing, you know, the the videography and all that beautiful stuff that you're like badow talented on. I but really the- hope that people can see your hand motions right now because they are just <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> loyal listeners know you can also find this on YouTube at Agency Intelligence YouTube channel. Please hit subscribe. Thank so you. no, it, we, we we actually have it on there too. So yeah, so they can. But I I do use my hands a lot. It drives my wife crazy. Um, especially when they're in the car, you know, I've yet to hit her like, Ow. Oh, damn, babe. I didn't mean to really <laughs> swing. You know what I mean? Um, truthfully yep. though, I will hit the window. Like really? she laughs, she laughs at me because I will be going with my hands so much and I'm like, damn, hit the damn window, you know, but yeah. All right. Life inside it, of uh, Jason Cass. So Sydney, uh, recently it has been revealed to the industry that you have uh, parted ways with uh, B atomic on a friend a friendly, smiling handshake and moving over to um, the big orange is what I like to call them sometimes. Well, today's the first time I ever did, but let's just call them that. The big orange um, uh, over there at Vertifor. Is that true? Yeah. (laughs) I only heard it on Facebook. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that is true. Yes, it is. I'm I'm pumped for the, uh, I'm pumped for the transition. When in your post that you used in doing this, you 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 use some um, analogies to describe like what life was like for the industry and for you a little bit, but for the industry before B Atomic, yeah. and then what the life was like where it, where we are now. 
And I thought that was really, really compelling when you were talking about the ways that I'll let you go on, but like some of the ways that the computers weren't talking together, the metrics weren't there. APIs was a word that everybody was going, API, what the hell is that? And a lot of people are still saying that today, but a lot of people now understand what it is and why it's usefulness. So, I mean, just starting and talking back there uh, and, and where, how that's changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you starting there, dude, because Beatomic was never really about the technology. Um, it was about the mission. Uh, you know, now obviously building the best technology is a core part of running a business, but what I, the reason that, uh, you know, I was employee number one and started that company with Seth was because I wanted to get agents thinking, I wanted to empower them in the space to have the confidence um, to speak up for what they needed and what they wanted. Um, and that was challenging the status quo. And, and the three things that I pointed out in that post were, uh, you know, number one, connectivity. We don't, we live in a world where agencies need to build tech stacks, not just buy an agency management system. And, in order for that to be possible, agency management systems needed to start thinking about connectivity in a serious way. They needed to start to be able to pass that data from out of their system into other systems and then right back from other systems into their system. That's right. At the time, you know, that was a, a sticking point. And, you know, I'll admit it's not solved today. We're not there. We're definitely not there. A lot but closer, though. But we're closer. We had Taylor Rhodes on, on Be Atomic Airwaves last year who talked about wanting to be an open system. The fact that a, you know, the, one of the top agency management systems would get on a public uh, you know, podcast and say, this is something we want to be was drastically different than what we heard before. Because either it was nothing or it was, uh, you know, we're not interested in opening up. So just the fact that that mindset shift happened was a big deal. Ivan's opened up, you know, better agency is directly connected to them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, so that, that was a big piece. Uh, the other part was data, right? I mean, for, to get agents thinking about data management, the quality of their data, what types of data they were putting in their system, and then really having more ownership over that asset. Not just mm -hmm. seeing it as so well a said. thing that they have to keep track of, but something that brings them value in multiple ways, right? Not just in running their business more efficiently, but possibly even monetizing it. And, you know, we never really got there with Beatomic in that sense, uh, or at least not while I was there. I think there's still possibility for that mm -hmm. um, because it's a brilliant idea. You know, but uh, but I would say, you know, you look at the world today and you've got Hawksoft on their website saying we want agents to own their data. We've got Come on. Uh, networks and associations hiring data scientists to build data lakes. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on in that space. Um, and then the last piece is InsureTech, right? We, we saw a lot of carrier focused InsureTech, but not as much agent focused InsureTech. Um and now today, three years later, you know, we've got, and I'll just, I'm going to shout them out. And there's so many amazing projects. You've got, mm -hmm. you've got Glovebox, you've got uh, Enable that just popped up in the last couple months. You've got, uh, you know, propeller. all these different propeller, right? I mean, oh my God. The, the it, carriers, it, the carriers that are out there, the open leads, the branches, the clear covers, come on. Yep. As you said, they shifted away from who's got the deep pockets of the, which are the carriers yep. and can we fix their claims issues or their processing to saying, wait a minute, we can make money on sales and we can give the agents the tools to make those sales where the agency companies can't. Yes. It, yes. I, I hope loyal listeners, you're listening to this because it, it, thinking about where our industry was and we're talking 2018. We're talking 2019 and now we're talking 2022 and you're putting it, you're framing it up so well, Sydney. I mean, of some of the things I wasn't even thinking about. This is yeah. hmm, very powerful yeah. where we've come from. I agree. And it's hard to see it. It's like watching a kid grow every day, right? We're in it every day. So we forget to, to look back and say, okay, where were we three years ago? But the industry has changed. I mean, it really has. Again, we're not even close to where we should be. We need to be much farther ahead. Yeah. But- 
we're, we're getting there. Um, and so I guess to go back to your question, that was what was so special to me about the atomic was the ability to be an agent of change, uh, you know, a little bit from the, from the outside in, right. To say, I'm going to say the thing that everybody else is thinking and, uh, and say it in a way that demands respect from other players in the industry. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Um, Mm. you know, that it was a bit of a tough road at the beginning of the atomic. So, you know, there, there were Absolutely. some sacrifices that we all had to make and it was very much worthwhile. And, you know, people don't know, but it was, uh, let's see, man, was that an airport? It was, um, I was a, um, it was a convention center in North Dakota that you and I met. I believe. Yes. Right. Oh my um, dude. Yes. I remember I was, because I was a fangirl and I was like, Oh my gosh, Jason Cass. And I remember you because I knew you, I, you're not a fangirl anymore. I mean, what like, the hell's up with that? <laughs> I already got your autograph, dude. Come on. Okay, so. good point. Good point. So, yeah. Right? Yeah, yes, I remember that. In the middle of nowhere, they had this theme park. Middle I mean, it's so random. In the middle of nowhere. I'm talking, folks. I mean, it's like you you walk out this building, you look as far as you can see, there's nothing. nothing. You know, I mean, yep. nothing. And then they had yep. this beautiful facility in the, in, the, in the middle of nowhere. And I remember I'm sitting at this uh, table. I'm sitting there with Marty, but I'm also the incoming chair at the time out of Michigan, Dave. Um, Dave and him and his wife, Dave is David something. I can't remember. He was out oh, of Michigan. Uh, um, yes, yes, yes. He anyways. Was the, uh, well, I can't even believe I remember that with all the weed I smoke. So he's yeah, one so of the that, classiest so dudes. Yes. What is he? He is one of the classiest dudes. Like, totally bro. Walked out it, of uh Brooks brother magazine or something, man. Like he's it, a great guy. We're sitting there and then you come in. Cause I think Marty was there and you had yep. just flown in or something like that. Yep. And it was, and yep. it was amazing. Like it really truly was like how I really had no idea who you were. Um, I started hearing about some things you were telling me about coming from this agency, which was, I believe your parents' agency and how yep. you were doing this. And it was like, whoa. And it, and it didn't take much time at all for you to, to really pop up on the scene and show your expertise. You've always been such a great, I mean, fresh breath of air in, in our industry. You really truly have. And I think that people know that, right? And so when they see where you were and then with trusted choice and then the, what the, the, and how, what you did for our industry there by exposing a a lot of the things that we needed to see, all the greatness of agents out there, um, and then being able to go into Be Atomic, talking about the shift. We're not going to say that everything happened in the last three years that you described because of you, but it was people like you and four or five others who were really leading the charge, really pushing it out there. Um, sometimes people would say that sometimes the videos were a little over the top that Be Atomic did, but you know what? They sat around and they talked about it. And it was mm-hmm. things that when they went back home and they were working out or they were cooking dinner, they were thinking to themselves about those, about those things and why they changed. Mm-hmm. And you can't believe probably how many indie products are taught are, are 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 developed today because of what be atomic did as far as making us realize that guys we can, as you said, have a tech stack rather than just necessarily having just one AMS system. I mean, it would be great if it was all integrated, but then again, it wouldn't be. And I say that to all my loyal listeners because that's why I don't like Apple. Ha ha. See, I really don't. I mean, really, Apple's the best out there. They really are. I just don't like how they make me work with everything Mm -hmm. they want me to. That shit Mm -hmm. drives me nuts, you know, Mm -hmm. drives Mm -hmm. me crazy. I'm not a military guy. I don't follow orders very well, you know, so it's just, ah, don't like that. So anyways, that was some of the stuff that Be Atomic really, I mean, Be Atomic and others really pushed that envelope. Um, Recently... We actually have uh, invested in the last 30 days, just going to throw this out here real quick, uh, with Agency Zoom because we really want to upgrade our um, personal lines and we want to automate it, right? Because we're big commercial lines guys. And Austin Moorhead, who we use through automation, is like, Cass, he's like, here's what it is. Here's this. Here's that. He's showing me the automations. I called like four or five agents that use this program, use this one. And we settled on Agency Zoom for, for a plethora of reasons. But I'm blown away by this product. I'm blown away that you can just connect things like it's mm-hmm. just like going out of style, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm blown away that Jeremy Wallace, who's worked for me for a year and a half and is not a technical person, has literally set up all the integrations. 
right? And I mean, this dude, I mean, he's a very smart guy. He's going to figure it out, but this is not what he does. He's not a computer guy and you don't have to be. And it really, you know, I really sat back and told this to Travis last week when him and I were meeting, I told him, I said, dude, like, like the industry's platforms have changed. Like we actually can get these things to talk to each other and do things other than just using a simple Zapier connection, right? True integration, as you said, two way back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really amazing where, where we really truly have come. And then the carriers, the carriers have stepped up the game and I'm not talking about the old carriers. I'm talking about the InsureTech carriers is what we call them in our office so that we, we distinguish them that way. Loyal listeners. Now I'm just now thinking of that. Are you doing that in your office? Like when we're talking, we'll be like, Hey, well, have you checked the InsureTechs? or Hey, no, 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 no. That's the old ones. And the old ones we still write a lot of business with. I'm not downing them, but it's funny how in our office, we, we relate that. Like, hey, have you checked the insure and the insure tech carriers? I mean, we talk about them that way, right? Um, I just now realized that. That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder how many other agencies are doing that. You know, wow, that's that's yeah, wild. It is so. a, it is a different world. I mean, uh, you know, I remember interviewing uh, openly a couple months ago, and they were talking about building an underwriterless service experience for agencies, where you know eventually you could use an agent platform to make changes within openly. Um, you know, Matt and Ty were, are, are thinking along those lines. Now it takes a while to get there, right? You've got to build out the data model. You've got to build out the endpoints for the APIs. You've got to find the right platform to partner with. And that's a mm-hmm. tough strategic decision. You've got to get agencies to understand how to use it and want to use it. But the efficiency that that would create for the agent, for the carrier, for the uh, for the client at the end of the day is off the charts. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the types of moves that that people in the space have to be thinking about. So, yeah, I mean, agency Zoom is cool, but that's just the beginning, dude. There's a yeah, lot no, that is just the beginning. And once again, I want everybody to know that is not a commercial for them. I'm not I'm not out here trying to push it. It's just that's something. Once again, if you're going to use automation, you're going to have to use a platform like them. Mm-hmm. And it blows my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. BA, BA blows my mind. I mean, Will and, and his developers are developing a great system over there at Better Agency. There's so many of these things and they weren't here. Just as, uh, just right on the other side of the hump back in the in the 2000 teens, right? You know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's just really, really, truly wild. I want to tell you something. So I have a prediction. Oh, let's go, dude. For this is a prediction. Um, and anybody who's listening to this, I've got two or three friends that says, Cass, that's not a prediction. You stole it from us, but this is my show. So it's my prediction <laughs> and they don't want to tell everybody and I'll tell the world. Okay. I think HubSpot will have downloads. That is quite a prediction. Can I get some... HubSpot's coming in with downloads. (laughs) And I only say that because the people who use HubSpot just absolutely rave about it, right? Right. But they always have their Hawksoft or their their AMS 360 or Epic that they have to connect it with. And and Hmm. they're doing a lot of double entry. Hmm. Well, I think a couple of these agents now have convinced these other agents, keep in mind, um, you, as you know, big content marketing agents, I mean, HubSpot mm-hmm. is the shit. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the shit. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. how, how long do we keep that? And HubSpot's got to realize like there's a financial reason mm-hmm. for them to come into the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I think that's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. um, if someone wants to know my prediction, I'm going to say could be by the end of 2022, but I would say it's a 2023 only because I think that HubSpot would have to like realize they're going into a new vertical, right? And right. that they probably want to do a little research, probably mm-hmm. do some beta testing. Um, but it's amazing that Ivan's is willing to possibly and will, because money talks, have that conversation. Mm-hmm. If someone mm-hmm. had told me that in 2015 about HubSpot, I'd be like, get the hell out of here, man. That's not coming over here. I mean, so that's who we're, that's where we are. So I wanted to throw that prediction out there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, you know, there's a couple companies that have popped up in the last 12 to 24 months that help parse the downloads that come through in those AL3 files. That's the tough part for a HubSpot is like, if I have 200 verticals I'm looking at going into, 
you know, from a, from a strategic uh, standpoint, which one is the best for my business? Is it the right time to come into the insurance industry knowing that download is an older technology? You know, it, yes. it's, it was built in like the 70s or 80s. I don't know. Frank Sentner will probably correct me on that. Um, but, you know, is it, is it now or is it after some of those APIs have been developed that are easier to connect to, Great. more efficient build out, you know, less time to market? That I think is probably the question HubSpot would struggle with is do they want to? I'm sure, but is it the right time? Right. So I don't know, dude, that I'll, I'll uh, should we take a bet on that? Should we yeah, I mean, let's just throw it out there okay, because so if, if I'm if wrong. Okay. No, no, no. I have the bet. Okay. And this is going off of the race. So if I, first of all, I didn't even know that you ran in high school oh, and yeah, then yeah. I saw, Killer. okay. So then I saw this video go up of you and Scott Howell racing in the parking lot. Dude, dude. So here's my here's my bet. If you're wrong, you have to run an Ironman with me. Oh shit. An Ironman. I mean It's I mean, a big bet. That's a big predict dude. That's a bit you're talking about HubSpot coming into the industry, dude. Sid, like you're talking about me. What is an Ironman to educate all of us? <laughs> Tell me what an Ironman is. It's only two two mile swim. And then a 112-mile bike and then a marathon. That's it. And you were, you're a pro runner in high school, so I feel like this is... I'd kill the running part. I'd, I'd, do, I'd do okay in the, in the bike part. Um, okay. But, I mean, and I'm actually a very, very good swimmer. But, but not like... I mean, I'm not saying that, like, my, my wife will tell you. I always tell her, if we're on the boat or something and the water's 100 feet or less and no one's drowning with me around, I, I can hold my breath underwater in extremely long period of time. So it's kind of, kind of cool. So, but no iron, I mean, iron man, I mean, my God, I'd have to, I'd have to work out for like a, a year on that. Well, start. It now. doesn't even you're, sound you're fun. It doesn't fun. even sound fun. I mean, it really doesn't. Um, I tell you what, I'll do a marathon if I'm wrong. Done. I'll, I'll join you. Okay. Oh, the hell am I doing? We're doing it together. Everybody listening, please hold Jason to this. And you but, know, but they I can't will. say, but I can't, you I know can't. they will. No, no, I know they will. And, and dude, I'm the kind of person, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's, it's a similar thing that, uh, that, uh, Kelly Donahue did to me when it came to 75 hard and, and she didn't pressure me this hard, but it was kind of like, you can do it. And I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it's life changing. My year yep. of 43 in my, in my life. Has been a has been a life changing year for me. You're I mean, 43. My, There's no way. 43 years. You're deceptively 43. 43 years old. Well, I mean, it's what Dude. happens when you got these looks. You know what I'm talking about? You know? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I'm just trying to be funny. But no, um, no, I uh, I'm 43, and it's been the best year of my life. It really, truly has. I mean, just the just business wise, but also my health. But I attributed mm -hmm. a lot to 75 hard. Like I got done with that on December 3rd and I'm still working out in the morning. I still run. I mean, I'm very, very, very fit. It's really done some wild stuff to me. I will do it. The problem is, is I can't guarantee the bet. Okay. So like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like all the stuff you said with technology changing and trying to figure out the different verticals and yeah, should we go in now and learn Ivan's when in a year from now they're going to be coming in different? I don't know. So that's why I'm like 2022. That would be idiot for me to say they'll be in okay, the Okay, 2023. We could do a two-year bet. That's cool. <laughs> I've never seen you struggle. If, if I'm my buddy, well, I've I'm sitting here thinking, because see, I'm confident in the things I do, but I'm not you. the one in charge of this. And these okay. idiots that I hang out with are probably talking crap, and I'm going to make this bet to run a marathon. And actually, they're so mean-hearted to me that they'll probably delay the HubSpot thing until 2024 so that they can win. January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what they'll do. Uh, so um, I'll say it. If it's not here by 2024, the start of 2024, end of 2023, um, I will uh, run a marathon with Sydney. And Sydney, let me tell you a little inside. I kind of want to run a marathon in my life, anyways. So yes. this is this is the thing that Let's is going to do push it. Me. You're welcome. I'll do that. But yeah, I got you, bro. The bike just doesn't sound fun. Like after 20 miles, I ride. After 20 miles, like I can't walk for seven days. That you know blows what I mean? my mind because the run is the hardest part for me. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I have a lot of oxygen, so I just, I just go, <laughs> I just go, I just go. You know. So like, um, I'll tell you this, like, this is a superhuman power of mine. Loyal listeners, you can try yourself. If you have a normal pool, 
like let's say an above ground pool, because all in-ground pools can be different size, but like above ground pool, a normal big circle above ground pool. Yep. I yep. can go probably, I could go down and back. We'll say that's one time. I could probably do that like six times. So I could probably go 10 to 12 times back and forth. And if any what? of you have done that, I've never seen one of my friends go more than five. Um, and I, so I can do like 12. It's just amazing. Like my, I can hold my lungs. It's, it's really, really weird. But anyways, this isn't about me. Sydney, HubSpot coming in or I'm running a marathon. Wait a minute. What if they do come in? What are you doing? Well, huh? let's keep going. Weren't we talking about something else? Yeah. I'm thinking as, as active as you are, we're gonna have to climb like Mount Everest or something. Actually right. that, so I have three bucket list items right now. Okay. Do an Ironman. Climb Mount Everest or something similar. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, did you see Fourteen Peaks? The one. Yes, with I, that did. Guy yes I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Brilliant movie. So where Mount Everest had like a traffic jam, it makes me not want to climb it. It's kind of like a bandwagon thing at this point. So I don't know. We'll gotcha. see. Gotcha. See, you uh, like me. I'm the same way. <laughs> right? Everybody's doing it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. And then there's this guy named Wim Hof in Poland who does a three week. Uh, cold therapy expedition where you like climb a mountain with shorts and shoes on. Uh, that's, you know, like in the snow, uh, you jump in, it, it just, it's all about like, you know, mental conditioning. Ryan Hanley talked about cold showers, that kind of thing. So that times, you know, I, uh, I, t I, um, I was just watching this, uh, Instagram special. It was like a eight minute special. I watched something on eight. I don't watch anything on, in, on YouTube for eight minutes. Yeah. And, th and then I watched this and it was about this guy that his wife died. She was the oh. joy of his life. Oh. I think it's the same guy you're talking about that walks into the snow. Yeah. Yeah. So his wife died. Yes. She was the love of his life. She had, I think, bipolar or something. She jumps off the eight-story building, dies. He can't get over it. He's walking. He goes into this ice water and come to find out when he's in the ice water, he doesn't feel her pain. And so mm -hmm. now he starts doing this and now he mm -hmm. starts doing and he became like Mr. Cold Man or something. This was back yes. in like the 70s and 80s. And yes. And was like 70 or 80 or wasn't the seventies. Now he's like 70 or 80, but yeah. So, so, but yeah, that That's dude's incredible. Bad. Yeah. I, well, and I, they, he, he helped, he holds the Guinness book of world records. He holds the Guinness book of world records title for being the person who can, you know, sit in cold water the longest. Um, and they, when this first happened in the seventies and eighties, they actually didn't believe it. So they took him into a medical facility and we're doing all these tests. They're like, you must be a superhuman. There must be something wrong with you that you're right. able to be in the water this long. And after doing all these tests, um, even they put like E. coli into his bloodstream to see if he'd get sick from it. And he didn't. It was super weird. Yeah, um, it's a crazy story. Monks can do the opposite. So they say monks up in like the uh, Himalayas or wherever, and they're up yeah. in their place where they, they do their prayer and stuff. They yeah. can raise their body temperature up to like 106 degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit which anything what? over one or two, 102 or 103 can kill you. But they yeah. can get into like this meditation that they can warm up their bodies opposite of what Mr. Coldman does. It just shows that Jason really can. And I'm being serious, not to be funny. Jason yes. can really run. If I just put my heart onto it, I could run in a marathon in three months. You know what yes, I mean? People right. don't think that that's true, but you really, really can. Yes, you can. What we can do in our mind or what we think we can do physically is not even close to what we really, truly can do. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Agreed. It really, really, truly is. So yeah. So why the big orange? How'd this come <laughs> about? Pivot. I know. I'm going to start calling that. So what, so, so what's up with the, I mean, why, what, what, what happened? Where, where, I mean, not what happened, but what, where do you see yourself going? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is the question, right? Um, and let's talk about it. Cause I think a lot of people who are listening, um, are confused, right? Because I spent the last three years challenging the big orange and what are, what do we call, what do we call the other one? The big, the big blue, the big blue. Yeah. The big blue. Okay. Just not the um, same. Cause blue's everybody, but orange is cool. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We could say <laughs> some things, but Reed would get mad at me. And so would everybody. So anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, some people might see it as even go to go so far as like a betrayal in a way, like, Hey, you said you hmm. were going to tear him down. You said you were going to take down the man and this David and Goliath, uh, situation. Um, 
And, you know, for me, I always wanted to challenge them. I was just as surprised when I got the phone call in October from the Big Orange, um, you know, asking me a couple questions and, and offering up a role internally. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, that conversation is in the Facebook post. I looked at the Vertifor exec and I was like, I can't believe we're talking. And they're like, well, why is that? And I said, because I have been making your life really difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you might regret hiring me, honestly. Um, and they said, well, no, that's why we're talking. So, you know, I spent the next couple months digging into their culture and their roadmap and their product development for 2022 um, and really talking to a lot of people in different areas of the company to, to make sure I wasn't hearing one narrative that's coming from the top down. Um, and you know, is it, is it, is it perfect? No. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work that has to be done, but I think there is a, a massive mindset shift internally. Um, they're, you know, they, they want to, uh, they see themselves as more than an, an agency management system company, right? They want to figure out how to build the best tech stack or enable agencies to build the best tech stack and truly reinvent themselves as a company. Um, and for me, you know, it's, it's the opportunity. It, it really doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the Atomic or Neon or the Big Orange. My mission is to be an agent of change in the insurance industry. I had the opportunity to do that from the outside in at the Atomic and Neon. And now I have the opportunity to do that with the Big Orange inside out. Um, it's a different strategy, but it's the same it's the same goal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, and, and I, I guess I don't know if that answers your question, but it I'm does. excited for it, right? It's, it's going to be a lot of work, but I just, I'm, I'm pumped, so. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. I think that Vertifor, a.k.a. the Big Orange, I think Vertifor has had a plan in place for a while, but I think that they fell into the plan that they have that's made them where they are now. Meaning, mm -hmm. this plan originally started in 2013, 2014, and, and the plan that they have by buying QQ, because they mm -hmm. recognize the power of people, uh, loyal listeners, especially if you've been in the industry less than probably eight to 10 years. In 2013, 2012, QQ came out with this thing called the marketplace, which mm -hmm. allowed you to connect your phone and collect other things to QQ. And it was like, it was yep. like, whoa, so we can have a management system and connect other things into it, you know? And while Applied was over there going, no, we keep everything to ourselves. We don't do anything. Because at the time, Applied was actually a company that wasn't a tech company like they are now. They were a company that was trying to make money for their shareholders. Mm -hmm. Now, with different leadership, they have a different thought. And I give them kudos for that. Mm -hmm. They still have that mentality, though, of that inclusiveness. 
Vertifor didn't realize it at the time, but they broke that mentality in their company culture back in 2014 and 2015. I just don't think they actually realized it. And one of the things, for some reason, AMS companies cannot make a good CSR. Or I mean, not a CSR, an a, uh, C, um, CRM. AMS companies cannot make a good CRM. And CRM companies, it's too hard for them to get into sometimes that and get into that. Yes. So Vertifor just said, let's let let's let's go looking for these indies, right? And that's kind of what they found with QQ, because that's really truly who Mark Malis was and stuff. But he was an old uh, pioneer in that. But then finding like an agency Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. Finding the agency Zoom and putting that together, drawing the Raider in. Here's the thing I want you to know, Sydney. You did take down Goliath. The problem was, though, is we assume Goliath to be the size of something when you took down the size of their mentality. You took away from them what Applied still can't get away from, which is everything needs to be about us. Everything needs to be about us. Uh, 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 Vertifor came out with this product in uh, around the same time, 2013, 2012, called Pipe Drive. And it was supposed to help you. And it was basically their form of a CRM. And it blew. And then they tried to get this relationship going with Salesforce. And whether that's still there or not, I know behind the scenes, that's not the most smoothest trans um, a relationship, even with applied in the industry, because Salesforce is a little difficult sometimes to deal with, mm -hmm. rightfully so. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is I think that you took down Goliath in making them actually do what? Call you to realize that your mentality, the mentality that you were pushing in the industry is who they wanted to be. And that's why they reached out to you. So what you did is you took down that mentality. You broke down those walls for us. And then when you say like joining them, I think smart people realize that we keep our friends close and our enemies closer. <laughs> I just had to say that. That's not the truth. I mean, you're not going to work for your enemy. But let's be honest with you. I mean, that is something. And maybe that's what they're doing to you, right? They really see you as the enemy. And where, where can we learn the most from? From the person who we would see as our enemy. And 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 for all us listeners and Vertifor and Applied, I'm not saying enemies. I'm using that, you know, in this course of this conversation. No one's really truly enemies. I support Applied. I support Vertifor. I support them all because you're supporting agents and that's what we're supposed to be. Um, I will say I like Applied uh, the least of all of them. But I've also said they actually have the most all-around best system. It's just very inclusive. But Vertifor actually has the mentality of the tech stack. And mm -hmm. I think that's what you really brought to those executives. And kudos to them for reaching out to you. And I assume that if they're reaching out to you, they're probably reaching out to other people in the industry um, in, in many, many different sectors mm -hmm. uh, to, to probably catapult this idea going forward. But I, I want Vertifor, the big orange, to know. And I want you to know, Sydney. Anybody wants to call 618-532-2277. That's Cass's uh, phone. Uh, people say, why do you give out your phone number? I don't know, because it's on Google, too. 618-532-2277. <laughs> you call and you ask for Travis. And you ask Travis what Jason Cass said last week. Be sure to tell him that today is February 10th of uh, at 8, uh, 845. So whatever I said last week on the, hell, I don't know when it was, the third or fourth or something. I told him. I said, of all of the management systems, the leader right now is Vertifor. Mm. So like, yes, so like two days ago when we saw you were joined in there, he hit me up. He's like, dude, did you know something I didn't know? I said, dude, I did not know that. I really did not know that she was leaving. I said, I'm just telling you right now. And it's because I see this connection between the Raider, their adoption of QQ, because I got to admit, for two or three years, they didn't know what the hell to do with QQ. They're sitting there like, should we like shovel this, you know, shelf this thing, you know, should we... What should we do? But they got to thinking. And I give total props to Tolga and Mo. But here's the truth, Sydney. Here's the truth. No one really knows this. Tolga was a sponsor of Agency Intelligence. And when we started doing Neon and we started really pushing that in the, at that time, Tolga came to me and said, Cass, I think we're going to have a conflict of interest. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, I, I, I think I know what Neon's building. And he's like, and it's exactly what Mo and I have been wanting to build for the last three years, dude. And he's like, I think there might be a conflict. And I really sat there and I, and at the time I'm thinking to myself like, man, you, you don't have a clue what Seth's got planned. I mean, he's got some damn ideas, you know? 
And now here we are three years later and they have that product agency. Don't anymore, but you know what I mean? And it was amazing how you can do cases, you could do opportunities in there. You can find out who, um, what, uh, what company's taking the longest to get back. I will say the metrics aren't as deep as what we have on the neon side, but holy crap. I mean, uh, 99% of agencies would be overwhelmed with what agency zoom brings. So I think now today, I think that they're the most encompassing and understanding tech stack. I know that was a long-winded thing, but what do you think about that joining the big orange? Yeah, a couple things. I, number one, just going back to your your first comments uh, that you know I caused a, a mental you know shift internally. It, it wasn't me; it was us, right? Correct. I mean, it's very true. And. You, it, it's every, even the people cheering on from the sidelines, the amount of text messages that I got, you know, during that, during the journey of Be Atomic, I've made, uh, Jason, I can't even tell you how many debts I have to pay from being a part of that, that journey and that adventure. Um, the amount of people that were so supportive and, and just, it just blows my mind. Like people are amazing. Yeah. Um, and I know that companies like better agency, I know agency zoom, you know, I got to t talk to Mo, uh, yesterday morning, actually I heard a little bit more of, of his journey. It's, it's hard to start a company. Um, and so, you know, just respect to everybody out there who's grinding it out right now. Um, nothing but respect and absolutely keep going. It's just, uh, it's insanely impressive. Um, you know, on the other hand, too, I think there were there are a lot of people at Vertifor that want to see change. Um, oh, I've good. been there for a week and a half and drinking from the fire hose for sure, mostly just being a fly on the wall, listening to a lot of different conversations all throughout the organization to try and wrap my hands around everything that's going uh, going on. Specifically, I've sat in on some research and development for some of the products that are coming out this year. And literally, I kid you not, during those conversations, I have heard, you know, a, a Vertifor team member offer up an idea. And then another Vertifor team member say, I see where you're coming from. But I think that's the way we used to do things. Ooh. That is happening right now inside Vertifor, right? They're challenging each other to think bigger. And Love we don't that. hear those conversations, right? Because they're they're happening on a random Tuesday morning in a closed Zoom that nobody else has access to with just a few people on the line. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really happening. And I think I'm, I'm excited that I can share part of that. I think you'll see the, the fruits of that over this year and, and the next. But it's happening from the outside in and it's happening from the inside out. So there's a lot going on. Um, What's your title? Dir <laughs> I'm serious. I, I don't know what you do there. Like, What's your title? Uh, Director of Agency Marketing. Okay. So what, what does that mean? What did they, when they sat down and they said, this is why we want you, why did that, why did they want you? What, what do they, what's their vision for you? Yeah. Again, I think it goes back to a lot of agencies when they think about their relationship with Vertifor say, I'm an AMS 360 customer. I'm a QQ Catalyst customer. I'm a true. Sajida customer. That's how they do it. You're right. But Vertifor has, um, six or seven other products uh, internally. They've got 29 partners now inside the Orange Partner Program, plus more that are integrated that aren't even officially part of that program. I mean, there's probably 50 tools at this point that are a part of the Vertifor ecosystem. And yet agents still think of themselves as an AMS 360 user versus being a, a Vertifor agent. And so my goal is to help agencies, you know, it's, it's really not anything different than what I've been doing before. It's just doing it in a different space, right? It's, okay. it's challenging agencies to think about the tech stack that they need to build with a company that gives them the choice to build it how they want to. So um, they want to get out everything that they're doing. They need, they need agents to reposition them in their mind as to who Vertifor is. And there's no better person to go get than Sydney Rowe, who we believe can tell that story and also comes with a ton of, uh, of, of trust from an industry. That's why this, that's what this whole thing happened for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see yep. it. I yep. see it. And good, good for, because if you think about it, 
Vertifor actually had this started before then, because I remember it was like, have to ask their your big orange team, like 07, 08, 09, something like that. I remember hearing like this new company is called Vertifor. And then some people would say, oh, they're not a new company. That's just AMS 360. And now they've rebranded into this. And I'm like, and at the time, I mean, I've been in the industry like six years. I'm writing business, not worrying about anything. I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Um, we still called Sajita Sajita. Right. Even mm. and that's uh, oh, actually we had Instar. Do you remember Instar? Instar was an old Vertif or AMS 360 machine. You bring that up. They're going to you're going to know okay, who's old be- at Vertifor. If you bring that up <laughs> our meeting and they're like, oh, I know Instar. Yeah, I know that one. I'd be like, yeah, you've been here for a I'm long time. Dude. Use that as a barometer now. <laughs> you, you've that's been here awesome. a long time. <laughs> That's right. You've been here before YouTube was alive. That, that's how long you've been here. You Dang. Know? So, okay. Yeah, that, okay. I know it's really not that long, but it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. That, that's clear now. And I really, really see that. And, um, and so how, wh- how do you, how do you expect to start doing this? Just kind of feeling your way out, um, doing what you've always done before. I mean, you want to start by telling their story. What, what are some of your ideas that you have in your head right now? I mean, I can't give away all the secrets. No, you hot, can't, dude. But you can give me general areas, and if you tell me too much, I'll just edit it out. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, loyal listeners, you know I don't edit my shows, but anyway. That was a shot at Ryan, just in case he was wondering. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting that you asked me that. I do want to do it a little differently this time around. I've had a very reactive. Uh, you know, I would say I've come into companies before and just been very uh, um, spontaneous almost, right? And, and not that there wasn't intentionality or thought behind it, but it wasn't roadmapped as well as I think it should have been. Um, and, I, you know, now having been through the experiences that I've been through in my professional career, I have more experience to step back and really start to think about uh, the holistic strategy for, you know, how I want to implement I some agree. of my ideas. And that is a powerful thing. Um, I'll, I'll say that. So I'm very excited. Um, you know, we have a great team. The people who are a part of my team are absolutely some of the coolest people. Um, we have, you know, young, like there's some that are like 24, 25 and, um, some who have been at Vertifor for a good chunk of time and been in the industry for a good chunk of time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm very excited and uh, I'm not going to give away all the secret sauce. You just have to. Okay. No, and I don't want any of that. But I, you, you gave us a lot there. It really is. And we kind of know your style, but what you said is so great. I mean, you were in such your baby learning stages at Trusted Choice, right? Yep. So, I mean, you were just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to absorb what I can. Right. Yep. And then you finally stepped out and said, okay, I think I got something here at Be Atomic and being just learning from those two places, the people that you worked at at Be Atomic, I know those people and they're like top notch high level mm-hmm. people people mm-hmm. have no idea the team that seth has assembled when mm. uh, and the people he's put under him um and so and then now coming here and 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 really truthfully let's be honest tons of resources you have tons yep. of resources you are with i guess you depend on who who you ask and what size the second largest management system sorry the second largest company that happens to have a management system and 50 other products called vertifor um, that you, you should probably cut that part out and use that in your marketing. I think it would be, it would be very, very, very powerful, but yeah. So, so I really do see it and I really do appreciate it. Let's make some predictions for the future. Shall we? All right, let's go, dude. What happens with these insure tech carriers? So let's talk about this set. Uh, Sid. Now, loyal okay. listeners, you and I know that as of this point in time going forward, I don't know where it's at. It's around the 45, 47 mark. Sydney and I have no idea what we're talking about. We are not professionals in this. Please do not take our advice and go buy crypto because that's the biggest scam in the world. What I ask is that you just listen to us and don't hold these predictions to us. Well, yeah, hold these predictions to us. But we really have no idea what we're talking about. Insure tech carriers. I can't see that they remain as awesome as they are and not get bought up. What's your thoughts on that, Sid? Interesting. I, I, you know, hmm, I have a lot of thoughts on Does that. Does Hartford continue to let Courtier, I always say their name wrong. They, 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 I wish they could make some easy names for Jason. Okay, I butcher <laughs> Tina Smith. 
I need something easier to say, but courtier or courtier or whatever they are, they start taking market share in small business. Hartford just don't stand there and take that. What's mm -hmm. your thoughts? Uh, a couple different things. I think it depends on how much money keeps coming into the insurance industry. I mean, last year during the second year of a world pandemic, it was still the highest uh, volume of, of VC dollars that was coming into the industry. So if that keeps coming in and pumping up valuations, making it too expensive for a Hartford to purchase, you know, a coterie, coterie, you know, that, that kind of that that makes it difficult, right? You know, so that that's one thing to consider. I think the other is the pace at which the incumbents move. I know for a fact um, there is an insurance carrier that is an incumbent that has a fully built out suite of APIs with full documentation that's ready to go, a team behind it to implement uh, connectivity um, projects. And, you know, it's really just waiting for the agent platform that's ready to go on that. Um, you know, we'll see who wins, wins out on that front, mm -hmm. you, the faster, you know, or, or it could be connecting into Ivan's. I, I don't know Reed's plans on that front. Um, but I do think that that API strategy makes them much more relevant to an agent. Um, and so, you know, that could determine for them, that could determine for the agent, which carrier to use and again, starts to creep market share or contain market share back in the incumbent space. So mm -hmm. it's, that's tough, dude. I, I, it's very tough. I don't it's know. It's very man. tough. Now think about, think about what applied and Vertifor, a lot of them have done up to this time, right? It's, mm -hmm. it has been focused on, yes, the agent is important. So our product is good, but we need shareholder money. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that's been gotten away from, as I stipulated earlier, become way more tech companies, way more focused on that. I don't think that's who we are today, but that's who the insure tech carriers are mm -hmm. because yes, they want to create this technology and stuff. But at the end of the day, they're getting money from venture capitalists who, when someone comes to them and says, Hey, I'm going to give you 500 million for your system or for your carrier, you get the heck out of here. And probably you're talking about carriers with money. It's 1 trillion for their system or billion, excuse me, for their system. That's how it's, it's, it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm not saying that's wrong or right. We're not, that's been an old argument in this industry, but I think about market share, market share is different, right? Market share is not a technology to help client or to help agents. Market share is premium dollars, not on the books because this other carrier out here is doing it. And it doesn't matter if it's insured tech or whatever. I mean, Liberty Mutual buys state auto, right? That, that There was obviously a synergy there, but obviously in certain areas, they're probably getting their ass kicked by state auto, right? And it's like, just go buy them. So I see that as an issue here. And um, I think here's where it's different though, sir, um, Sydney. I don't think it's bad. And we're just saying Hartford because they're the big dudes in the room. But let's say Hartford goes and buys them, okay? I think Hartford 10, 20 years ago shelves that technology. Today, I think they use that technology. I think they would say, hey, we're going to buy them because they're taking market share in areas we couldn't do it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think it will be different. I really, truly, truly believe that. That's where I believe and I have faith in Vertifor. I mean, they really didn't scrap QQ. There's people out there like Miles Merwin, Eric Garcia, badass, awesome agents who have awesome agencies that run their entire thing on QQ. Yep. You know, so it's, it's, yep. um, I mean, look, dude, even agency zoom, I was just talking to the product manager of, of, uh, of agency zoom earlier this week and they've got four product updates. Sorry about that. They've got four product updates coming out in the next like two or three weeks, specifically service center. They're updating Service Center, which was, I think, you know, the uh, big question coming into a, an integration or a, a partnership rather with Vertifor is, you know, is there, are we going to give up user real estate inside of the agency management system to empower people to start using a different tool? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. um, so, Again, all things that will continue to come to light. And I think there should be people out there who say, mm, I don't know, right? I don't know if, if that's going to happen. They should challenge the, the, the big companies because that's the only way we keep each other accountable. Um, but also don't be blind to the things that are happening too. So there's a lot happening. Um, Jay, uh, do not hold these numbers to me, but I'm very close. I follow Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, 
Will Smith, not, <laughs> not, not Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Shaw. Sorry, he I is kind of Will- like a Will Smith of the insurance industry. He, though. he really truly is. I mean, yeah. if you don't know Will Shaw, you need to get to know that dude. 100%. That dude is a cool dude. Yeah. Um, went to dinner with him when I was in um, Tampa for IAOA this this year, and. I had never really sat down and talked to him much, man. We sat there, a bunch of us, for probably three hours, and he's the coolest dude in the world. Um, a great leader, too. Great leader. Um, so, let's see. What was I going back to? I was thinking of something. I can't remember. Crap. I thought you were going to start rapping. Like I could. But should it's, we? It's, should it, you? No? I, it, it's the, 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 um, the lyrics are too bad. Okay. <laughs> the lyrics are really bad. So there's a video out there that floats around and I have to squash it every time I see it. I'm not as embarrassed today as I was 30, uh, 10 years ago when I'm trying to like like build my empire. I'm like, uh, boy, that can't be seen. I <laughs> was uh, pretty drunk one night and I rapped, um, I think it's uh, uh, track 12 or 13 on Snoop Dogg, um, mm-hmm. doggy style. And it's a uh, homie, uh, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. I know that song back and forth. And one night I decided at 12 o'clock at night, I was going to go up on stage and take the microphone from the band and sing this song from beginning to end. And what was worse is, is the band actually knew the song and started playing. So I'm like, oh shit. So I just started going. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if we ever do that, it can be on recording because it's really, really great. So I, I, I was not going to rap though. I was not going to rap. Okay. There was enough. one other Next prediction time. that I was going to ask you about. And now I can't remember. I can't remember. Sounds like a as, second as we wrap this up, I I also want to go back to the Scott Howell story. Okay. So it's absolute. So we're at the One City World Tour, which yep. was a fantastic little yes. event that Bradley. That awesome. I was so proud of Bradley and Scott and and Glovebox because Glovebox is the greatest damn thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and and they're they have these food trucks, which was genius on their part, right? Rather than mm-hmm. having these lunches, everybody go outside. You get the food trucks. You could get whatever you wanted. So I go out there and I'm out there early because I realize there's a long line and and I get out there early and Scott Howell just like comes through and there's all these people, you know, picture 60, 70 people just standing around on this parking lot and he's like, I'm going to race somebody. He's like, who wants to race? We're going to go from six to five. So six to five, a parking lot, you know, up on the, on the, um, on the light poles, they have six. So like when you park your car at the Denver game, you remember like, okay, I'm under the six pole, right? Mm -hmm, So they had mm -hmm. six to five and it was a pretty good distance. And he's like, we're racing from six to five. And he looks over and he goes, Cass, you're racing me. And I'm thinking this guy has the worst luck in the damn world. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So we start walking down to this six and Bradley's going to film it. We're going to run back towards the crowd, right? Okay. And I told him, I said, I said, Scott, you Wait, do there realize was a crowd? That, oh yeah. Well, like like 50, oh 60 God, people, 50, amazing. 60 people from Yeah, so you're and the video you see, the crowd's behind Bradley as he's recording it. We go down there and run this way. Yep. And like, and I just told him as we're walking down there, I said, Bro, you realize you you picked the one guy who actually ran track in high school. Um, and for for a year and a half, I did have a 39 second uh on the 300 intermediate hurdles record for Stray wow. High School. It immediately Dang. got broke by my other buddy, Jeremy Queen, later. He still has a record. But anyway, so I can – Cass can get up and go a little bit, right? And he's like, are you shitting me? I'm like, no, dude. Like, this is not – I'm going to – I'm gonna. not only that, I just did 75 hard, right? So I'm in shape. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get you. And he immediately throws out, well, I got boots on. I'm like, no, you can't start that shit right now. So no. So we, we went at it. And to be honest with you, out of the block for the first, I'd say, half of the, of the distance. He was I keeping up. Yeah. I looked right over. I'm like, damn, this boy is getting it, you know. Yep. And then I had to, I had to step it up. And then I tried to do my Heisman, but I couldn't get this arm to stop, <laughs> you know, because if I stopped this arm, then he was going to catch me. So uh, yeah, so that was that was really really fun. I think we're probably going to redo it because he says he was in his boots, and he was. He was in some big ass boots. Um, yep. And and I was kind of like teed up. So anyways, I think we'll do Scott it. Scott was in the military, right? Wasn't he a or am I totally blanking? No, you're right. That? You're right. Yeah. He, so he's got some mental grip, man. Like I feel oh, like dude. if you get him going, he, he is one of two people in the United States history that actually passed boot camp. And I'm going to butcher this, Scott, but I'm still talking about how much I love you. The boot camp of the military, like elite. 
mm-hmm. and the, and the Royal National Guard elite in Britain or whatever, mm-hmm. or over in Europe somewhere. Um, he he actually is one of the few people that have passed both of those. People have no idea. Like Scott Howe's a beast, dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a beast. Yep. And not only that, he's absolutely hilariously funny. And yep. he will be at Brainshare. He's going to be doing some stuff for us there. So it's that's going to be a fantastic time. Um, so if you want to race Scott Howell along with Jason, <laughs> just be a Brainshare. Dude, dude, it's unbelievable. Let's go. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm looking over here at my notes that I wrote, and I think I think we delivered to the industry. Wow, I've been trying to keep my podcast between 20 and 30 minutes. I've been doing good at that. That was Sid Rowe. Ah, I'm sorry, yeah. dude. No, that's okay. It's, we this just was, have too much fun, and we, no, we don't do it enough. So there you we go. We don't do it enough, and um, also to give to give the uh, to give it credence is that we we have been through so much together, even since mm-hmm. it's been less than ten years. Mm-hmm. But you know the saying that you uh, will overestimate what you can do in one year and grossly underestimate what you can do in ten years. I mean, looking back to us sitting down at that con- at that table and just sitting there talking, and they don't understand. Like we weren't in a room full of people. There was no one in this room, and it was just us sitting at this table. Yeah. And uh, to know that where we would be today, right? Not us. I'm talking about this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had this group called Podcasters United, and it's a uh, it's a chat, Facebook chat, and I have it with all the podcasters, and like they talk about. Just, just, just last week, you can feel me on this. Just last week, like, here, I'll just go without going into the long story. Being a podcaster today is cool. That wasn't cool 10 years ago. Yep. You, it was disrespectful to the industry that you were going out there and, and sharing things and you were doing things like, like, I don't, I don't try to toot my horn on this subject. I toot my horn on other things, but it was not easy for Ryan and I. Mm-hmm. It was not easy for him and I. We would go yeah. into forums and we would get told that we were immature kids and we need to quit thinking that way and you know and we're ruining relationships and you can't go into a, a group and talk about other carriers without an antitrust statement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it was the kind of stuff that we were getting. We had legal calling us from the big eye saying, "No, you can't do that and do this." And things being done today, if someone does that, they're like, "Cool," you know. And it's like it, it was it was hard. And, and, and to know where we are today, um, I'm just so damn proud of this industry. You know, I'm so proud of, of, of all the podcasts that have popped up because I knew if we could give a voice to those who have no voice, we would create forward momentum and change in the greatest industry God ever created. And Scott says to me one day back in 2019, he said, Cass, I can't believe you're so accepting of all these other podcasters. I said, if I can, if I'm one and I can give a voice to one and there's 10, that means we can give a voice to 10 and that's only going to create more momentum and forward change in the greatest industry God ever created. So I I want, I'm so proud that you've been here with me. I'm so proud of Sydney for you where you're going with the big orange. Um, and, and if they want to use that as their motto, cause it's cool. They can, they can use that, you know, as the big orange, I'll let them take it, you know, um, (laughs) Maybe maybe a couple shares in the in the corporation. Maybe I get some shares. Can I get some equity? So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, dude, I uh, I got to tell you, like, just as a personal note, um, I really appreciate you taking the time with me. I mean, there aren't many people that would sit down next to a nobody in the middle of North Dakota and take them seriously during a conversation. And I think that's one of the things I've always really appreciated about you is you don't care. I think to Scott's point, um, you know, there's a bigger mission for you at play. And and listen, dude, it, it means a lot. Like you were the one that would send me a random text message in the middle of like on like a Thursday at 5 p.m. in the summer. Like, hey, just want to let you know I'm so thankful for the fact that we, you know, had the chance to meet and that you're in my life. And it's just like, that's just who you are. And nobody knows that, right? I mean, now they do because mm-hmm. I said it, but that's just the type of dude you are. And I really appreciate that. Um, and for all the, the the people too who are, you know, listening, I just, I mean, look, dude, I, I'm just an insurance kid that's trying to make some, to do my part, right? And yeah. this industry means so much to me. Like I wouldn't have this apartment. I wouldn't have this grit freaking poster behind me. I wouldn't be able to do Iron Man. I wouldn't, you know, have any of the things that I have today, if it weren't for 
being in this industry and having the opportunity that I have. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I just, just some of the best people that I've ever met have come out of this, you know, my, mm -hmm. my journeys in, in this industry. So my best friends are in this industry. It, I, not my, not my normal friends, like out in the world, like my yeah. best friends. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Well, and I think too, like I, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and once you have a chip, you always have a chip. I'm just more self-aware of the chip, I'd say. That's a good call. Um, I like that. That's right. Yeah. But I definitely had a chip on my shoulder when I first started out and I'd say I went through, you know, have you ever seen a rock tumbler where the rocks go in and they're a little jaggedy and you kind of go through it and then you come out the other side, you're a little bit more polished, a little Ooh, less. I like that. I like right? that analogy. I, I feel like that happened to me and, um, you know, it's, it's made me much more appreciative of the opportunity and the people in this industry. And so I don't know for whatever that's worth. Uh, I just, I'm excited for the next chapter. I'm going to continue to do my part. Sid's not changing. Um, and I'll good. try and stir up as much trouble as I can, I suppose. So. Well, that's good. And and congratulations to you. Congratulations to the uh, Vertifor, the is big it, orange. Is, this, is there? Yes, a, they they've what? made they've made such a great great selection, and uh, I hope they know how lucky they are. And Sid, this industry realizes how lucky we are to have you. So thank you very much for joining me, Miss Rowe. Thanks, dude. All right, to all you loyal listeners, I gave you what you wanted. You wanted Sydney Rowe, but you didn't realize you wanted her for an hour. So I gave you a little more than an hour of Sydney Rowe and where she started, where she's been, where she is now, and the predictions of where she is going. Let those figure, uh, let those fall through. But I'm going to tell you what. Here's what we do know. You're going to get to know more about Vertifor than you probably ever have at a deeper level, at an understanding of, yes, what all their products are, but what they mean to this industry. And thank you very much for having someone like Sydney Rowe be able to put that into our ears because she knows what we're trying to deal with out here as agents. And yes, the industry has changed dramatically since she started at Beatomic. And yes, I will attribute most of that to her because she is that awesome. Now, when you say that, you can say it's a team and you can say it's a team but as you said no one ever knows what's going on behind the scenes no one knows that vertifor is saying that's who we used to be no one ever knows those things and that team can be as solid as can be but someone has to have awareness to it and that's what sydney Rowe brings us so remember that's why i brought her on here to remember to tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas and i'm going to tell the world what you have to say this has been jc cass and i'm out